What's up? I'm Madam Adam. If this podcast came across your feed, it's probably for you. Let's do it. Just kidding. This is Sarah and you are listening to <laughs> the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. And today I am so Oh, excited because I have TikTok's tough love tarot specialist. If you didn't recognize the intro, you're living under a rock. Obviously, I have Madam Adam on the show. Hello, Madam Adam. How are you? I'm well, lovey. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So, Madam Adam, if somehow you don't know, Official Madam Adam on TikTok and Instagram, the Madam Adam on Twitter, Madam Adam LLC across the board on Facebook, business owner, tarot reading, tarot reader, spiritualist, entrepreneur, business owner, sexy motherfucker, uh, always with the best nails. <laughs> um, That's a list. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm so excited that you're here and that we have an opportunity to speak with you today. We like to start off this podcast with tell the girls your astrology, sun, moon, and rising, your human design type and authority, if you know it, and then just a little bit about you and where you're from. Absolutely. Well, my sun, moon, and rise, I'm a Pisces, sun, Aquarius, moon, Sagittarius, rising. I don't think I know the other things. Um, I know, oh, maybe what's the human design thing? What are some of those? Manifester, generator, right. manifesting generator, projector. And I believe I was a generator and I was not surprised by it. Um, and then uh, I don't know anything, uh, the other one, but just a little bit about me. I, I've been a professional tarot reader since the winter solstice of 2020 when I kind of started my business, but I've been reading tarot for a long time. It kind of comes and goes in your life, you know, and, and I've been studying it for the latter part of two decades, 20 years or so, give or take, since I was in my teens. Um, and I've been privileged enough to, to choose in, in a way that it chooses me back. And, and I've, you know, don't work with any specific deities in particular. I fuck with karma. I believe in cause and effect. I believe in divine fluidity and, and actives and passives and, and all of that. And I, uh, when I really hit my spiritual stride, I guess, or my spiritual renaissance, I kind of considered that the universe has this fluidity of water to it. And as a very, um, even in Vedic astrology, I'm a, I'm a Pisces. So it's, uh, you know, tried and true water. And, uh, even in this, you know, kind of universal fluidity, I feel like I'm able to swim in it and understand it. And I kind of thrive in that, in that energy. So, yeah. I love that. I have a question for you. So, yeah. Well, first of all, I want to share. It's interesting. I also started reading tarot as a teenager and I didn't read for anyone else for almost oh, yeah. 20, more than 20 years. I always read for myself and it wasn't until I had the coaching business that I have now, you know, as a coach, I, I try to never give anyone advice, right? Like we're here as coaches to help people find their own answers. But sometimes when I felt like people were really looking for some kind of guidance, I'd be like, well, how do you feel about me pulling a card for you? And that was when I yeah. really started opening up to reading for other people. And mm. now I do um, an astrology, an astrological season reading for the collective on Instagram and on my podcast. And it's something I love sharing. And I always am so moved when people respond to my readings, because it was something that was so private to me for so long, yeah. something I did for myself, as part of my spiritual practice and a way to communicate with my inner knowing. And so I guess, first of all, like, 
I have a bazillion questions, but let's start with <laughs> what do you feel when you're reading? Do you feel like the cards are tapping you into a collective consciousness, your inner knowing, the other person's inner knowing? What do you feel like you're tapping into? It's 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 not so separate for me. It's it's very much all kind of blurred together. It's just having I don't know. It's it's like a lava lamp in my head and it's all the, in the same vessel. It's all the same thing, but it might have different texture or viscosity to it. And I can read the different things between your energy, my energy, the universal energy. So we kind of come at it from like, you know, like Russian nesting doll. We kind of come at it from the outside and then we peel away the layers of like, this is what this means on the surface um, this is what this means in terms of your love life. This is what this means in terms of your career. Do you have any specifics that you, that you want to apply to this? You know, we kind of come at it from multiple avenues, but I, I feel very similarly that my, my tarot was for me. I was a recovering Catholic and just wanted to kind of be my own practitioner in my life. And I did that in secret. There was a lot of shame behind it that I'm sure a lot of other people share in figuring out their own uh, spiritual, spiritual side of things. And, um, it's, I, I also didn't think that anybody would resonate and, or, or that, you know, you would want advice from me by any means, but I try to rely on personal experience and most things, because if it works for me, maybe it works for you. And, and I, I try to, when I'm doing a general, see, it's different when I'm doing a general of when I'm posting content, that's just, I put my, I put my hand into, uh, the collective universe is water. And I just kind of gauge the temperature and see what we need. What's the flavor? What's the, what's the, what's the feeling of it? What's the vibe? There's, you know, what, what's, what's the general consensus needed when it's private, it's more funneled down. And I, you know, pick up on you and what you need and what you're looking for. And I, I read myself so often that I don't, that I'm able to kind of put myself away and there's a fluidity to it with the Pisces energy and, and all of that, that it's just this water. I just kind of turn on a faucet and it flows out. That's what all the content is. It's just a flow of words that just flies the fuck out. And so I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but it, it's this giant ocean of energy and there's tons of different colors and molecules and, and flavors and textures and things inside it. And everybody has their own specific strand in there. And I, I feel like I just happen to be able to pick up on that. You know, it reminds me of uh, Utah Phillips quote, Utah Phillips had that album with Audie DeFranco in the 90s. And there was a song where he was talking and he said, time is an enormous long river and I'm standing in it and you're standing in it. He was talking about like stories and like why yeah. stories and yeah, that's so beautiful. You said you started your business um, in winter of 2020. So that's like yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. And did you start with content or did you start opening your doors for individual readings? How did that come about? It kind of all happened at once. Um, I, like very so many other people, uh, was shaken by COVID and the pandemic and lockdown. I uh, used to work at Toys R Us before they went out of business. So that was one, strike one. Um, and then the job that I had got shut down and closed because of COVID. So that was two for two. And I was very guilt ridden. And what did I do? And how did I cause this? And what am I missing? And 
I, I got to a really dark place as a lot of us did. And I was on unemployment. I, I live here in uh, central Florida. So Florida's unemployment system is what it is. And I was kind of victim to that for a little while and got tired of just waiting for the apocalypse. I got tired of waiting for, you know, permission to live my life, um, whether it be via a virus or a government or whatever. And and I just decided to kind of take matters into my own hands. And one of my favorite methodologies is making your moves in silence and just kind of seeing what works for you without permission from others. And, you know, nobody knows if you fuck up, if, if you don't let anybody know. So I, um, I have a gamer tag, which was Madam Adam. And I said, you know, that's really cute for tarot and stuff. I happen to be getting back into tarot to help deal with my depression and the, uh, the you know, emotional impact of COVID and lockdown. I had started, you know, fucking around with it with friends again and like showing them a little bit more that I was doing it. They're like, "What? Oh, where's Adam? Oh, he's doing a tarot reading for himself. Adam reads tarot? No way. And then we started doing it at the kitchen table. So Halloween uh, 2020, a friend of ours had a small party, went over, dressed as full-blown Suicide Squad Harley Quinn and read tarot for everybody there. And I knew I had something when a line of heterosexual men were fighting over whether or not they could be next for a reading. So I figured, okay, this is something. And a girlfriend of mine was like showing me bullshit videos of quote unquote intuitive readers on TikTok. And she was like, you need to expose the world to what this really is. And you need to put your stink of tarot onto TikTok. So people have something that's that's real and not just this bullshit fortune telly love life shit that everybody clings to for this. So I was like, I don't, I'm, I was not into social media. I was not a content creator. I did not, I posted a random selfie when, to be honest with you, when I wanted a little attention, when I felt cute and wanted some attention, here's a selfie. I did not share a lot of myself. I was not on Snapchat. I was not on TikTok. I wasn't making cute little dances, nothing. Um, my early videos are silly funny shit that everybody was doing, but eventually it became this tarot thing and it started really slow. And I just said, Hey, this is something that I'm doing. If you're interested, here's my booking info. And I started doing it via like PayPal. You email me. I've never solicited ever. Cause that's gross, scammy shit. You let people come to you. And I just kind of started doing it all at once. It started really slow. It started with three videos a day, just seeing what the collective resonates with. And if it speaks to you and you want to give me a try, great. And then it grew into the rhythm and cadence that it has today. Um, but it all kind of happened all at once. I got fed up. I started an LLC. I started making content. I started cutting off people that were pulling me back. Um, I started therapy. I started everything all at once. And then my first live was the winter solstice of 2020. I was outside and uh, I read tarot. It was the Monday night gathering and it's been that way ever since. Amazing. So you brought up something that I want to tap on and it's so um, resonant for what you said about yourself as a Pisces. I just want to like frame one of the things that you just shared in elemental terms for mm. the listeners who know my framework. We look at business and everything through the elements, right? And so yeah. water is our sacral chakra. That's our emotions yeah. and our relationships. And I think it's so important that you brought up that at the same time you were starting your business and really just like, fuck all the dumb shit. I need to do me. I need to do my own thing. That A, there was an emotional spark that started it. Yeah. 
but also that very quickly you found there were people you had to cut off and you had to be getting into therapy and doing personal growth work. And I think this is something that comes up a lot. And um, I work a lot with people who have a history of codependence and people pleasing Mm. and boundaries is one of the biggest things that comes up for people when they're starting a business is this realization that there are a lot of relationships in our life that like can't come with us where we're headed and that like you've been letting yourself be held back sometimes for a long time because you've been afraid to let those relationships go or like part of you knew that if you really stepped into who you were meant to be, if you stepped into your greatness, if you stepped into your bigness, if you started making a lot of money, like that you're going to lose people and that people can't come with you. And I think sometimes we're so afraid to do that, that we can hold ourselves back for a really long time. And something I talk about with clients all the time and that I share on Instagram all the time is like, if you have a gift, which I believe we all do. Yeah. Uh, you have a skill, you have a talent, you have something that a calling on your heart, something you're meant to do in this life. You literally owe it to your gift to get whatever emotional help it is you need to do to live that gift. Like we yeah. all have shit. We all have blocks. We all have trauma. We all have a history. We all have like fucked up family shit, religious trauma. Like everyone has stuff that mm-hmm. can get in the way of us living our life being on our path shining the way we're meant to shine and like we owe it to our gifts to like if what you need is therapy if what you need is coaching if what you need is help like you owe it to your gifts to get yourself the help you need so that you can do this thing and be healthy and so I first of all I want to applaud you for getting yourself that health and support because it's so Thank important. You. and it's so important to talk about um like people just need to hear like yeah, I had to like cut people off and I had to get into therapy because I think a yeah. lot of people see people being successful and they're like, oh, well, it was easy for you because you probably had friends and family who supported you. It must have been easy for that person because they had or it was random or you yeah. hit the algorithm or whatever. But like, no, yeah, it's 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 especially during that time of lockdown and covid like you, we were we were a close knit like group of people, you know, it was me, my husband and just a few friends and and. I started to claw myself out of the quicksand. And there were people that were like, wow, this is getting a lot of attention. This is growing. This is the thing that we're all talking about. How can I? And they're like coming with me and me being me feeling the support, quote unquote, because it was not quite support I learned, but the support and the effort that people were putting behind. I was like, I owe you some aspect of this, you know, I owe you some thanks or some credit for whatever. And that's the abrasive bit is that there's no easy way to do that. There's no kind that that's that the truth isn't kind aspect, you know, sometimes. So having to figure that out, but like mostly I've, I've, I'm, I'm, you know, intuitive, empathic, clairsentient. So it's, it's all, I let people show themselves to me, you know, I kind of backed off. I focused on my shit, what I was doing, my tunnel vision, my five priorities. And then I learned that once, you know, it makes sense to figure out what you want to prioritize. And once you look up from that, people attach obligation or their main character energy or the role you play for them. And I said, I'm not playing that role anymore because I'm running a fucking, I'm worrying about, you know, licenses and taxes and websites and shit that's not fun when you're a light worker or working spiritual shit or a medium psychic, whatever. It's not fun to like, you know, pound out the work of it all. The logistics are annoying and they kind of kill the magic. So 
So I'm worried about that. And you're worried about petty shit. And now you're mad at me because I'm doing something that quite frankly, you can't do literally, you know? I want to say as the double Taurus on the call, the things that, that you just brought up is the stuff that's not fun when you're a light worker, like the websites and the licensing, that's all earth magic and elements. Yes. And like, I love the earth magic and I find, I do feel like it's really sexy. That's my double Taurus vibe. Like yeah. the foundations and groundwork are sexy. So like, if you're hearing that and you're like, oh, me too. I just want to say like, come hang out with me. Come be in the elemental entrepreneurship. Come, Absolutely. come hang out with some earth witches. Because like <laughs> there are people who do find that stuff fun and you just need to be around. <laughs> I find I, like, oh, it's so true you say that. Yes. It's so true. It's so true you say that because I, I do find that I am a magnet for earth sign energy. Um, a lot of my favorite spiritual friends are Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo energy that are all very grounded, analytical. And they really like, challenge me and they sometimes have to tether a rock to my balloon and like hey this is this is how you do it though and I've leaned on those people a lot through this process to put me out of my comfort zone and help me achieve a lot you know I, I need that encouragement a lot in my life but it got it has to come from the right people from the right uh the right mindset you know and I'm very fortunate that I've had a quite a few uh, very like-minded and grounded people to help me through this. So you're so right though. And we need it and we need each other, right? We need it yeah. in our bodies and we need it in each other. Like, so rivers need a bed to flow. Yes. In. They yes. just evaporate or go everywhere. And then also like earth signs, like we get too stuck and too dry and we need that intuition and we need that flow. Yep. And so we need to like balance each other. Um, so you said your five priorities and I was like, Ooh, double. Yeah. What are your five priorities? Yeah. Well, that's a concept that I'm going to be, um, developing a lot on in the book that I'm writing this year. So, um, okay. but, but essentially it comes to, it comes from the concept that of balance in life. And while I was working on myself and everything, you know, I was doing beach body and it was always clench your core, keep your balance, clench your core. And I'm like, I, I'm, you know, me, bloopy Pisces shit. Uh, my husband took me roller skating and he's like, don't look at the floral. That's where you end up. And I'm like, oh my God, that's fabulous life advice. And then I fell, but like, you know, seeing the message and everything. <laughs> um, but even in, uh, in any physical activity that requires, you know, balance of some kind, you have to clench your core. So it makes sense to me to develop a core of your life. And I was in a meditative state once and um, I was thinking about you know, the state I'm in, being in my body, being very present and thinking about every, that I was very rich and abundant and successful. I had all this shit I cared about, you know, family, friends, followers, and I feel purposed and all of this. And I, I planted everything I cared about into a potted plant and it grew into this big, beautiful bush and I'm me. So I picked everything the fuck off and I tried to hold it all. And the other me came around the corner and shoved me and everything flew into the air. And he said, five priorities, that's all you get. And I couldn't pick. So everything fell to the ground and shattered. And he sat me down and drew a pentagram around me, five priorities, five love languages, five fingers on a hand, five points on a pentagram. It just makes sense, you know? So the concept of needing to keep your balance by clenching your priorities. So for me, as an example, and, and I don't care if, if you're listening to this and you have kids or you take care of your grandma or you have a three-legged dog, I don't give a fuck. You have to come first. You have to value yourself above everything else because you're, creating a culture around that. So you have to come first. Second for me is my husband because he's my business partner. He's my best friend. It's everything to me. Um, this job means a lot to me. Reading tarot is my life. I do it every day. Um, family that I'm not allergic to. Family that I choose that chooses me back. Unconditional love is from parent to child and that's it. 
the condition of your love should be whether or not you feel chosen for the right reasons, mm -hmm. period. Beyond that, my fifth priority is my self-worth, my self-care, um, you know, going to the gym, taking breaks, valuing myself, my spiritual worth. And then, then that makes sense, right? To have those things, that makes sense. Like, oh, wow, that's a whole full-fledged main character book and story. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And then once you sit, stand up, though, everyone can see you and they throw obligation and they're not maybe as self-aware as you are to know that they're adding responsibility to shit that they can't control or to things that have nothing to do with them. They're taking shit personally that isn't personal, yada, yada, yada. So you have to agree for yourself on an emotional level that you don't have to make those people happy. Yeah. And that's where therapy comes in, right? Because yeah. depending on how we grew up, like a lot of us really struggle with the idea of like, other people are allowed to be upset with me and I don't have yeah. to do anything about it. <laughs> like I don't yeah. have to fix it. I don't have to apologize. Don't. I don't have to change. I don't have to modify myself. I don't have to accept that they are right, that they know more about me than I know about myself. Correct. Right? That that can take a lot of work sometimes. And again, yeah. that's our work to do. Yeah. It takes a lot. You know, I had to go through, I am always going through a lot to be like, it's okay if mm -hmm. people don't like me, it's okay mm -hmm. if you're upset with me. It's okay if my priorities don't align with yours. It's okay yeah. if my boundaries piss you off. Like you are a whole sovereign human being and you're entitled to all of your emotions, including being pissed at me. It's yeah. like so hard for me because when I was younger, I was like, oh my God, the idea that someone doesn't like me, I'm like, I can't sleep. I'm like beside myself. Yeah. And I'm I think so focused on the truth of it though. You know, I'm so yeah. focused on the truth of it that I try to reframe this, the, the literally the words in the structures that we're discussing that like, I, I, you're right. Like I, I, my truth should be louder, if not just as loud, louder than your truth, because it's mine. And yeah. that's what it is. And maybe you're not self-aware enough to not, you know, maybe your, maybe your truth is that space mountain is broken and that ruined your whole fucking vacation. Well, my truth is that I am not that narrow-minded and I can find something else fun. You know what I mean? So some right. people just don't. So, but yeah, it's, I, I flirt with selfishness you know, because it's not about being a narcissist. It's about you being full of you, uh, full of you and knowing you and your boundaries. And some people have this concept, like you were saying before, of boundary. It's not you holding up a dam. It shouldn't be exhausting. You should set yeah. up your boundary and then go the fuck inside. Yeah. You'll know when people overstep your boundary when they're standing in front of you, yeah. you know? I think I, I uh, have a course called The Art of Saying Yes Less. That's about boundaries, helping people say no. And Fabulous. And that is in there is about um, what a boundary is, right? So in the most yeah. perspective, a boundary keeps good things in and bad things out, right? You have a fence around your garden. You have yeah. a group around your chickens, good things in and bad things out. And a lot of people function with what I call reverse boundary function, which is we keep bad things in and good things out. Oh, that's so and true. A reverse boundary is otherwise known as a trap, right? With yeah. these relationships we have that keep the good things out of our lives or, you know, when people get into a heavy mode of like, I have to do all these things that stop me from doing the things I want to do. You've gotten yourself into a reverse boundary. You've, you've created a trap in your life. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So what I wanted to shift into, because I can already tell we could talk for a hundred hours, uh, <laughs> We really came here. Well, what when I approached Madam Adam to come on the show, I wanted to talk about style and tapping into and creating a consistent style for yourself. And I'm going to play a little snippet of you. I hope that that's okay. Because yeah. I want everyone to hear, this is what a Madam Adam reading sounds like if you've never heard one. Here we go. Oh, maybe I have to turn my volume on first. 
Hey, what's up, Madam Adam? If this reading came across your feed and you're a water sign, it's probably for you. Let's do it. All right, so Empress Energy, my friends. Yes, ma'am. Self-care needs to be the focus. Love yourself. Take care of you. It is time for you to treat yourself well and carry yourself with love. Boom. Done. A super short one, right? So it's like, yeah. how topical? I didn't even know the one I was going to click on was a water sign reading. I'm going to do one more. Hey, what's up, Madam Adam? If this reading came across your feed, it's probably for you. Let's do it. All right, so the Hierophant, my friend, unfortunately, this is a learning experience right now. There's a learning element to things. There's a teaching aspect going on. The Hierophant is struggle for the sake of growth, my friend. When you go back to spirit, when you go back to church, when you need something, when you need guidance, and that's what's going on right now. Seven of Swords energy, you're picking up responsibilities that don't belong to you. you got to reel it in, focus on you. You're being deceptive, you're being deceived. Deceive yourself, honestly. Eight of Swords energy, honey, fix conversation. got to be different than that. You'll be different. Yeah. About anyone who has a, like a really a predictable style like I know what I'm gonna get when I see yeah. you on my feed I turn my sound on right away I know exactly what I'm gonna get and that lets my brain relax and I can just receive I love the novelty and I'm guessing that when you started TikTok was 30 seconds is that right you could only do a 30 second TikTok I could do uh no I think it was up to 60 I think but I fucked with it for a little while yeah there's something about the like Playing with the limitation of time as a gift, right? I think always with creativity, um, there are people who look at the limitation and say, oh, I can't do it because of X, Y limitation. But when you take the limitation as a creative challenge and say, oh, like, how much do I have to know as a reader to do a three card spread in 60 seconds, 30 seconds, you have to really be on your game. And also, you can't be precious about how you say things. And yeah. so the way you talk is clearly like, this is how I talk. It's how I would talk to a friend. Yeah. And I'm just speaking to you the way I speak as I'm giving you these cards. Um, I know that you like, you talk about tough love and it's like you're punchy, but also there is like this loving, every single reading is like, you can do this. You can fix it. You can deal with this. You can handle it. You can change it. It's like the undercurrent of everything. So I know I'm going to feel like I'm going to giggle. There's going to be a little pep talk. It's going to be short. And I know exactly what I'm going to get. And then I'm going to leave feeling comforted. And it's so medicinal, right? I it's love that word. It's a special thing in such a short period of time. And I wanted to talk with you and I wanted you to share with everyone because I think as creatives, sometimes the idea of Having a consistent style like scares people. Like we get commitment phobic about committing yeah. to a style. And like, we're like, I, people ask me this all the time. What if I get bored? What if I want to do something else? And you just have such a style and it's so consistent. And clearly you're so known for it. And so I wanted to talk with you about how you came to your style. How did that mm. happen? Let's start there. 
Yeah, I, I started just kind of, if you look at my earliest TikTok videos, they're very chill. They're very sedated. They're very, hi, I uh, pulled three cards today. Let's see what they say. You know, it was very <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, but the more that I got into social media, the more I you know, was picking up on trends and what people were doing and what, what made you, um, what made you watch, what made you listen. Uh, what, everybody was making videos that were under 60 seconds at the time. You know, that was the thing. That's what, if you, and, and I also understand full disclosure, everything that I put out is for me. It's for me. It's, it's my, it's my entertainment level. It's my attention span. That's why I put, if you start a reading and you're like shuffling and you're like breathing and you're shuffling, I'm going to scroll. No offense. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to scroll. It's 2022. We have this fast paced, modern, give it to me now, um, immediate satisfaction kind of business models now. So it started out very chill, very blah, very just me trying to show people that I know what I'm talking about. And it was very self-convincing that I was trying to convince myself of something. Um, so the consistency came out of like, I don't know if it's like a, an ADD kind of thing or what, I don't know, but it came out of like a meticulousness that I needed to feel like I, because um, so much, think about all the things that happened in the world between now and then. Right. Like all of the things that have happened politically, globally, all these things that have happened. When you come across my shit, it's not my opinion about that. It's not a trend. It's not a, you know, teach me how to do it's not a dance. It's 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 a short, sweet 30 second commercial break away from the bullshit. You're going to get a small dose of truth. I'm glad that people think it lifts them up. I'm trying to just, you know, give you perspective, you know? So it came at this like trial and error of like, I want this to be easy for me. I don't want it to be difficult. I don't want it to be like, I feel bad for other creators that have like transitions and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't have that. I literally set up my phone. I press record. I take a couple deep breaths. I shuffle for a little while. I look at the camera. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam Adam, blah, 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 blah. And then I edit it down to that point and I post the fucking thing. It's simple for me. It is not complicated. And that was the thing. I wanted it to be simple. I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be so short that at the very least, if anybody overtly Christian or negative or disagrees with me or doesn't like me or wants to come for me for gay shit or whatever, that you, I don't have much merit in it because it's only 30 seconds. And it's also just advice, take it or leave it. It's not take what resonates with you, leave what doesn't. That doesn't flow right off the tongue to me. And that's what everybody was saying. So I also snooped. I looked at what everybody else was doing. I looked at all the other readers to see what the common thing was and what I do differently and what I do well. Um, during my lives, uh, every Monday at nine Eastern, I do something I call 10 minutes of madness where I do uh, rapid fire one card uh, private readings. Everybody in the collective provides their first name and their Zodiac. And I pick and choose at random as I feel called to it. And I burn through the entire 78 card deck in 10 minutes. So rapid fire is my thing. It's, it's what keeps me on my toes. It's what keeps me connected. It's what keeps me like, I ask people, I'm like, you see that card? What does it make you think of? And they're like, 
well, you know, I kind of get like maybe this vibe. I'm like, okay, success, abundance, like pick a word, like pick a simple thing. And by that way, I find it's also relatable. It's more relatable in that way. If it's shorter form, if it's in my pop culture vernacular, if it's in a way, like you say, that a friend is talking to you, it's more relatable to you. And I'm glad that because I, 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 I only want to put out things that feel genuine. I only want to put out a reading if it feels right. There are times where I'll record something and I'll be like, oh, that was for me, not the collective. And Or maybe I just read you and your energy is still kind of heavy. So I And I did a read, but it's like a continuation of your read. So I owe it to myself to kind of know the difference and figure out what's the right thing. But if it sounds right, if it feels right, I've put out over 500 and some odd readings. So it's, it's not, it's just another one at this point. Oh my gosh. There's so much brilliance in here. And I want to like pull it. I want to double click on a few things. So one thing that I want to highlight is that like the, (laughs) the ideal client for the person who like shuffles and does deep breaths, like sometimes I'm that person too, but I feel like the platform for that person is YouTube more than TikTok. And I think platform matters, right? Because on YouTube, people are like one hour, two hour, like these long ass four pick a card, like long heads. I also think that the, like the client for that person or the audience for that person is a little ASMR-y. Like I want to hear the shuffle. I want to hear your deep breath. Mm -hmm. Like it's a different, it's a different medicine, right? Like for the person, maybe who's coming in with a ton of fire, who needs to slow down. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it helps me so much to hear this person slow down. Yeah. And then I think for the person who's really like, kind of wishy-washy and has a hard time articulating themselves having someone be fast and be like one word give me one word for it right like that fire energy yeah. that you bring is probably really like helpful and healing yeah. for the person who is like you're like oh what does this card remind you of and they're like oh well and you're like one word and they're like oh god like I yeah <laughs> yeah but it's I think that it my my goal even when I do reads for people I have a I have one client in particular that uh, they're a, they've taken a couple of my classes and things and they're still working on their stuff and they're so uh, earth sign uh, focused that they're very analytical. They make notes, they write things down and all this other stuff. And, and they, they book time with me to kind of help them uh, throw some water on the spread and understand it. So what, every time we see each other, it's, it's become funny now to us that they've looked at it. They basically dove into the water and they swam to the bottom to try to understand what the limits are and what things are. And they're like looking at it microscopically. And I'm like, what if we zoom out a little bit? What does the 10 of pentacles mean? And she's like, well, you know, abundance and family and family wealth and lineage and heritage. And I'm like, how about just, you know, abundance on a tangible level? How about just that? You know, like, why don't we just focus on a bigger picture sometimes? So in my aspect of trying to give perspective, you know, like that's, that's what I'm doing because it's, it's so easy for us to pull another card or to get kind of, you know, lost in, in the, the consistent want and, and the, that buzz that you get from having connection, you know, of wanting to keep it. But if we're talking about like content creation and being a creative, yeah, TikTok is a, a 60 second or less gig. It's, it's, it's fast. It's short. And it's, Uh, And I think that's why it works well for me. Instagram is going really well also, but I think it's, again, out of the consistency. But uh, something you said earlier also that um, 
if people want, if they get bored or they want to switch it up or if they want to try something new, bitch, like, please, I, it was three readings a day, almost every day or a few times a week because I got burnt out. Now it's, um, a general reading and a, and a nature sign reading that switches every day. I do self-care moments to make you stop and breathe. But even that for me, it's abrasive. That's I, I attack you. I jump on your face. Like, listen here, fuck face, take a breath, unclench your jaw. You know, you're clenching, breathe with me. And we breathe together. So even I've even listened to my, to my following. That's been like, I would love your sometimes you're too spicy for my brain. And I'm like, okay, fair. Let's add some self-care. Let's add a breath. You know, there was a long stint for a while where I would just started videos like, and again, they were consistent. I said, I don't know who needs to hear this today, but, and it was a hard truth that needed to be focused on like unconditional love is from parent to child and that's it, you know? And then that would create comments or create debate or made people think. And that's something that I looked forward to as well. So even if you want to switch it up, you're allowed to add things. I'm doing something now that's really easy content, tarot by AI. And I'm just typing tarot cards into the AI generator. And it's coming up with these random images. And some of them resonate. Some of them look stupid. Some of them don't make any fucking sense. But like, it's fun to see. And it creates this conversation. And, and it's just easy content. I, I do magic eight balls on my TikTok now. I shake a magic eight ball and and show it to you. It's the simplest, easy form of content. I just got tired. I got bored. And I was like, but I need to keep pumping out content. Make it easy on you. Make it easy. Don't make it so difficult. I, that consistency aspect, right? The idea of doing three videos a day that are all kind of the same. First of all, I think two things you said are brilliant before we get to consistency. I want to say, yeah. that, um, being able to look at what's missing in a marketplace is a special kind of genius. And I think like, you know, you have that Aquarius moon, right? So mm -hmm. it's like seeing a big picture thing. Like I'm the worst at that. Like when you're, whenever you're like, you know, you're in a party and people are like, who's not here. I'm like, I don't know. Like <laughs> I can't see who's not here. I don't yeah. have, right. And then there's the one person who looks around and they're like, Oh, like Jenna's not here. And I'm like, right. oh yeah, she should be here. Like, I remember that person, but if she's not in the room, I'm thinking about her. And so I, th I think there's something really special about being able to look around because that's, we get that advice sometimes. We really look around and see what's missing and like, that's your lane. But yeah. I also think there's a special gift to being able to spot what's missing. Sometimes yeah. we have an innate sense of it because we're like, oh, there's something I want and no one's making it. And you're like, oh, shit, obviously that means I'm supposed to make it. Right. It can be hard when you're looking for your style for some people to look around and be like, oh, I noticed no one's doing that. So why don't I try that? I think there's a special magic to that. So first of all, if you're the kind of person who has that magic, I, I just want you to like, hear that 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 worked for yeah. us like you can do it that does too. I think that part of it though too is realizing what I'm good at mm -hmm. you know that's the other thing because we can't be so external with it we can't be so reactive you can't just be scrolling through shit and be like you know what it's now coming to me that I haven't seen anybody do tough love in your face like rapid fire tarot like no it, it's it started out like I had to figure out what I did well and to me, like, yeah, like seeing what's missing, that's definitely something that's a, a finite kind of ability. But also knowing what your niche is to me is, is there's something you know that other people don't. 
And maybe it's about something that like, if you want to, you know, if you've been around authors your whole life and you want to write a book or whatever, maybe it's about getting into publishing, you know, maybe that's what you know that people don't know. So I like, uh, eventually one day I want to write a, you know, my own deck and tarot and all that. And I hope to include things that I wish I knew getting into this journey. Cause everybody has the same questions, right? How do you start? Where do you begin? How do I, you know, start to be consistent? What's the thing? And it's, you know, you got to tell people it's trial and error. It's figuring it out, but not blindly. You have to think about what you do well that you enjoy, because honestly, the best piece of advice I ever fucking got for social media is you better be ready to do what you do viral forever. You better be ready to do that over and over and over and over again. I started going viral for uh, mantras, telling people, repeat after me, I'm capable, I'm powerful, I'm a bad bitch, and all of these, those went viral. So I had to keep doing them, you know? And that's where part of that consistency is. And that's, and it, and it had structure, you know? It just had that because it's short form media, it's short form content. I want to give you something that is either so fast that you have to listen to it again to make sure you process it, but also I want it to be thought-provoking and meaningful and not just be bait bullshit. It's authentic. And that's why, to me, that's what sets apart a lot of it. It's that it's not just content for the sake of content. Everything I put out is shit that I enjoy and I appreciate and I like, you know, but it also is doing some stuff that I do well, you know, and things that I enjoy. I think that there's something really special in there too, that like, I just want to highlight as something that I see when I'm talking with people online or I'm talking to clients is like, sometimes when you don't see yourself reflected, um, or you don't see like, this is the thing I do well, this is how I would do it. You don't see anyone else doing it. Uh, for a lot of people, you start to think that that's because you're wrong, mm. right? And like, oh, I yeah. should do, like, no one is, no one is doing it like this. Everyone else is doing these longer form readings with like, where yeah. there's, there's deep, deep breathing. So that must be the way to be successful. And even though I don't like it and it doesn't feel authentic to me and I hate it and I don't like doing it, I guess I'm going to try to do what they're doing because that's what seems to work. And yeah. I, I talked about this when we were talking, before we were recording, we were talking earlier about imitation right and I yeah. think sometimes people are out trying to imitate sometimes it's malintent like sometimes they're just like looking to catch a lick they're just trying to like come up but yeah. I think sometimes it comes from this genuine place of insecurity of not believing that the thing that you do that's special is marketable and feeling like you have to do what everyone else is doing to be successful because you're not realizing that what's making those people successful is that they're being themselves. You yeah, it's not wild. That. Yeah, you can't imitate. I mean, for those of you who've been around me for a while, you may know this, like I was a belly dancer for a really long time. And in the belly dance world, there's like, there was a, a kind of a heyday of belly dance in the early 2000s. Belly dance superstars was out. We were like touring all around the world. We were professional belly dancers. There was a handful of belly dancers. I joke that like um, the belly dance scene is kind of like Comic-Con or like Star Trek conventions. Like it's like yeah. a nerdy hobby for adults with day jobs and people have their favorites, right? And so there would be a handful of people who were hugely famous and then there would be oceans of people who dance just like that, just right. 
just all these people who danced exactly like their fave. And I'm not going to name names, but if you're a belly dancer, <laughs> you know who they are. There yeah. were a handful of faves and you danced like your favorite and you costumed like them. You did your yeah. makeup like them. People had like copied people's tattoos. Yeah. Like, it's so, it was so intense. And when I would teach, what I was really known for was teaching creative process. I taught choreography. I'm like, I'm not interested in helping you dance like me. I right. want to help you dance like the best version of yourself, which A, is a harder way to teach, but B, so many people all over the world found it so confronting. And like, I would ask like basic questions about like, what are you interested in creatively? What's your message? What's your voice? And they were so caught up in like, I just see what's popular and I want to be popular. So I'm trying to imitate what's popular so that I'll be popular. And I was like, no, no, no. That person is popular because they're the originator of that. Yeah, That's just yeah. them doing them. That's their tattoo inspiration. That's their style. That's their musicality. They're being themselves. And that's what you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. But you don't realize that that's what you're drawn to. It's not the aesthetic. You're drawn to how confident they are in doing mm -hmm. their own thing. And you yeah. can't imitate that. No, but that's who got me into belly dancing, though. So that's what I attracted. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's what I get a lot, you know, that like uh, you got me into tarot. And I'm like, that's lovely. But I don't want a bunch of little Madam Adams running around. No. You know? And there's a phase, right? There's a phase when you're at the beginning level that you do. You sound like your teachers. Yeah. Right? Like, you start, like you dance like your teachers. It takes a little while to find your Yeah, own it's very WWJD. What would what would Madam Adam do? What would he say to this card? You know what I'm saying? And like to uh, you know what I totally get it. And and, and it's just the evolution. You gotta yeah. find your own. So like, yeah, you go through the period where you imitate your teachers and you imitate your faves, and then hopefully you keep going long enough to be like, okay, what's the part of them that I take with me? And Cite your damn sources, honor your yeah. lead. Like you're, if so-and-so is your teacher, put it in your bio, say it loud yeah. and loud. Be like, yeah, yeah, I sound like this person because they're my primary teacher. That's yeah. different than just straight up copying, right? That's like true. my dance students, like there are a lot of my dance students who I'm like, oh my God, you dance like me and it's an honor, but like they would never not cite me as their, one of their, mm -hmm. teachers, right? Yeah. Cite your sources, say who your teachers are. But I think that we get back to that thing about consistency and, um, there's a great talk by Ira Glass called The Gap, where he talks about how when you first start something, um, like you have really good taste and you know what you like, but you suck at it because you're just starting. We always suck at stuff when we're just starting. And it's terrible and excruciating because you have good enough taste to know that you suck, but you're not good <laughs> enough yet to stop sucking. And, and you're in the gap and it's painful. And most people quit because they can't stand knowing that they suck. Yeah. And the only way to get through the gap is to make as much as you can as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Like just create, 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 create. And then you're like, like once you've made 500 of something, you're like, okay, I'm starting to not suck. Um, yeah. But most people will quit because they can't stand sucking in public for that long. Yeah, it's true. And so there's something about like what you were saying about like starting with three videos a day. I can tell you yeah. right now, most people are like, that makes me want to throw up and die. Like, how yeah. did you do three a day? Yeah, it was, it was really, really, I was just honestly just flirting with the algorithm. I was just trying to figure it out, you know, and that's what I kept. I mean, you know, we all get those videos where they're like, remove the, remove the, the watermark, do this. This is what's trending. This is what's trending, you know, and I was victim to a lot of that shit and, and I was just trying to figure out, like, what is the time frame 
that people are ready to watch tarot, you know? So I tried posting in the morning, then midday and evening. And I tried to, cause I was trying to go live. I wanted to have a live where I had my first gathering of people and everything. So I just, I sat in front of the, I, again, I just shuffled, press record. I did three readings back to back. And I said, whichever one comes across is probably the one that you need. If not, look for the other two. And it made you come and look for my content. It made you search for me and all of that. But eventually that got exhausting. I was doing readings out of my fucking bedroom until like midnight because I was so convinced that it had to be difficult to be successful, that I had to do it myself to have value. All these fucked up concepts about running your own business and shit, you know, so, or working hard in general, you know, this concept of I am what I do. Um, and it took me a while to, to grow it, but it had to get shitty. It had to get gross. It had to get toxic for me to figure out like, okay, I need boundary. I was, I wasn't, I was in a, I was trapping myself. Like you said, I was in a reverse boundary. I was trapping myself convinced of the other way and I had to limit it. And I started doing like one read every other day, you know, but obviously that wasn't until I hit a million because I was like, oh my God, it's working. Keep doing it. Oh my God, it's working. Keep doing it. You know? And I burnt myself the fuck out. But it's it's literally, it doesn't matter when you drop your album. It doesn't matter when you put stuff out. As long as you put it out, when you give a fuck about it, the intention is there. And as long as it's consistent and it's genuine, then it doesn't really matter when, you know? It's, it's I, something I had to figure out. But if you really want it, yeah, it's a consistency of repetition. And it having to be three times a day, give or take. I want to highlight two things. First of all, just how important it is that you said that like you felt like it had to be difficult to be successful. Yeah. And I feel like so many of us, like we really overcomplicate shit all the oh, time, yeah. everything. Oh yeah. And, like, overcomplicating, I think what I'm finding for myself, and I just want to offer this for anyone who needs to hear it today. And I'm offering it for myself as well. Overcomplicating is a very brilliant defense mechanism that protects yes. you from taking action. Yes. And like sometimes we're overcomplicating things because it keeps us safe, right? Like we're like, oh, I can't drop my website until I have a new photo shoot and I hire a designer, but I can't afford a new photo shoot and I can't afford to hire a designer until I do this, until I do this, until I do this. And we put a bunch of obstacles in our path before the simple action we need to take where it's like, yeah, it might be ideal for you to have a new photo shoot. It might be ideal for you to hire a web designer, but you know what you could probably do right now to motherfucking day is like register a domain name, make grab a template, put up an old photo that somebody took with you their know. iPhone and put up your email and just start where you are. Yeah. Like, we try to, uh, I also think sometimes we're trying to compete mentally with people who we see who are way farther along, right? We're like, oh, I have to have this super professional website with a photo shoot and this and that. And you're like, that person has been in business for five years and you've been in right. business for five minutes. Like, don't compare where where anyone else is at, but like, don't compare where that business is farther. Yeah. You don't need to do that. You can just no. start where you are. Yeah. But I think sometimes we are, we're protecting ourselves by yes. trying to complicate things. I mean, but we forget though, that everybody started where the fuck you are. Yeah. Everybody started, started where you are. Nothing. Everyone. And honestly, I also learned a few things that I have learned is that like, I thought that I was just putting out consistent content and removing myself from it and just being like the tarot guy that you see all the time. 
but I do lives. I do self-care. I, I engage with, I've developed a quote unquote fan base, if you will. I've developed a, 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 a culture here. Like my, my, my lives are a, a, a community and it's, and it's lovely. And, and that's the thing that didn't occur to me that people like shit to give a fuck about. They want something to care about, you know? And, and these people that have been with me since winter 2020 have watched me grow and it's been rewarding for them to watch me get more and more followers, to watch the lives get bigger. And they become moderators for me. They've, they've become participatory in the community because they've watched me grow. So it's honestly been because I have trial and error and trialed and errored and put so much out there that there are people that have watched me grow and watched me get like, you know, uh, my first podcast interview to like the big McDonald's thing that I did earlier this year uh, during retrograde and shit. Like that people are like, they're invested in, yeah. in my brand and me because of the consistency, but also because it's been a, a grow as you go concept. So people want shit to give a fuck about. They want things to care about, you know? So if you, if you give them vulnerability you know, share with them, you know, what, what you're going through with this, they're going to care and, and appreciate it so much more for what you put out. You know, I have to repeat myself a lot during my lives that people are, you know, I, I have this, I'd like to poke fun at people that are very needy during, during the lives. Cause I want them to check themselves and think about the, the, the kind of energy that desperation gives off and what that attracts. Um, but you know, I, I'll, I'll tell them to, to, to think about, you know, the way that they're projecting things out like that. And, and how are you, uh, what are you receiving because of it? And like, just because I'm doing literally a hundred free readings, if not more during a two hour live, you're like, oh, that's great. But, but while you're in there, can you tell me about Derek? And I'm like, oh my God, like, what about the hundred readings I just gave you? You know, like I still deserve to have my boundary. It's still my channel. It's still my my live, it's still my content, it's still my business. And part of it to me is also maintaining that kind of sassy, tough love thing where it's like, hi, I'm glad you think I'm your gay best friend, but like, here's the truth, bitch. Like, you don't get to stomp in here and demand readings, you know what I mean? So like, and I'm very polite and I'm like, hey, book a private, yada, yada. But there's a kind of level of demand that you have to fuck with when this is your creative entrepreneurship, you're, it's a business, you know, so you have to develop that kind of boundary with people as well. You know, I want to ask, oh, I want to ask a question about that. I also want to say first, did you, cause it sounds like you really approached building your channel with the mentality of experimentation, right? Like you were talking about trying to figure out what works, trying to figure I out. I never thought this was going to work. I never thought this was, I never thought I'd be sitting the fuck in front of you. I never thought that I'd have 1.5 million. My Instagram is blowing the fuck up right now. I've, I've, I'm getting like almost a thousand followers a day on Instagram. I don't know what's happening, but like that's growing as well. I never thought that I would be someone that people are, some people are impersonating or whatever. This was all just like out of, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. I have nothing to lose. And so why not try something and, be responsible for my own income. I low key fucked up though, because now I can't go back to work for anyone else ever again, because I have a, a new relationship with my value and my worth. So I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm kind of, you know, screwed myself here a little bit, but I've never been happier. But no, you, I, have. I, no, you did it. You just found your truth. I can't work. Yeah. For 
I've always been unemployable. Like I tell people all the time, like right? I'm not an entrepreneur because I'm super driven. I'm an entrepreneur because I am unemployable. Like yeah. I don't like being told what to do. And if anyone asks me to do something, I think it's stupid. I just won't do it. And I was like that in second grade. They'd be like, yeah, math. And I'd be like, no. Like, I've always been very humble. <laughs> I've always been very humble. I've always felt like I, I it's, it's probably part of how I grew up in my religious environment and military and stuff and just a lot of trauma in my family and things, personal shit. But like, I, I've always had to feel like I have to start over. I need help. I only deserve service industry shit. Like, and I, I can't pursue management. I can't do that. You know, so I've always been the person that was like, oh my God, I love your energy. You know, I, you're my favorite cashier. I've always been your favorite bartender, your favorite waiter, your favorite customer service employee. And I finally in my like 30s started to move up ladders and start to understand that like, oh, wait a minute, these people want what I have, not the other way around. So I just realized and when I had that depressive break and this kind of spiritual renaissance that a lot of us went through when that age of Aquarius fucking kicked in, um, I just realized like, I'm gonna like, if why not try to control it myself? Why not? use two of, two of wands energy using the previous successes of the past um the shit that you've been good at and the shit that you're good at now and the shit you give a fuck about now and put those things together and use those two wands to conduct your own energy you're in a good spot to like you know figure out a future for you but it's got to be a passionate balance of you know what's worked for you before the common denominator was that everybody loves my energy i've got a gift for gab I'm always a magnet for people. And at the time, I really gave a fuck about tarot. So I just put those things together. And I was like, fuck it. Like, this is all an experiment. I'm holding up my end. If you book a reading with me and you don't like it, I did my job. That's why you prepay me because I'm not stupid. Also, like, if you don't show up in my office, that's on you. You know, I'll give you a refund. I'll work with you. I I'm very nice about it. But I also really value my time. And you know, there was a while where I was booked three months out <laughs> for people. And I that that tore me up inside because I didn't feel right having people prepay for something that I didn't know if realistically I would be alive for. Mm -hmm. Not to put that morbid spin on it, but to to think that, you know, that like I couldn't live with myself having it be so far out. So I've had to tweak a lot of a lot of things like this, but we have to remember creative entrepreneurship. This is a business. So the value in it being experimental meant that there were no rules. And whenever my husband, he's, he works with me now too. He's, he's my business manager. He's my, my fucking, probably my agent now too. Shit. Um, but he, um, you know, we, people would say, Oh, you should put that on a t-shirt and he would go, Oh my, okay, babe, they really want this on a t-shirt. Let's knock it out. And he would like rush it and push it and like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, who's our boss, honey us, me, it doesn't, we don't, just because someone says jump, you don't have to respond. It's not Dunkin' Donuts. It's not Baskin Robbins. I want a vanilla scoop. Oh my God. Like, no, like it's not, it's when I feel like it, you know, when I want to, when it's genuine, when it feels right for me, I'll put it out. That's my line, you know, is that I'm in charge. And if I want to hold up my end of this bargain, if I want to hold up my end of what I've manifested, if I want to read tarot for people and give what I think is sage and wise advice to a collective, I have to hold up my end of the bargain. I have to read myself. I have to, I, I've developed a fabulous relationship with a lot of publishing companies like Hay House, Llewellyn and shit. So I, I have to, I read those books, girl, like your new opinion on tarot. I feel like I should check it out and see what it is and constantly learn and grow and, and all of that. That's my version of holding up my end. So whatever you creatively want to put out, 
as long as it's you holding up your end morally, creatively, spiritually, it doesn't fucking matter. And a, a genuine audience will follow if you believe in that. Yeah. I think it just, it really comes across that there's a core of you that has such a strong sense of self and of like, um, oh, I think that a lot of people are afraid to assert themselves and to yeah. be who they really are and to yeah. own themselves. And I mean, it's fascinating all the time. Like I, I, I work with people all the time who are like, am I allowed, you know what I mean? Like, am I allowed? Yeah. Can I do this? Can I do that? And it's like, it's your yeah. business. Like you can literally do whatever you want. People are like, yeah. I find that I like really don't want to, you know, have a, have do content on a schedule. And I'm like, don't. Right. Yeah. They're like, I find that I really don't want to, like, I'm really struggling with time management. And I'm like, don't like, don't right. manage time. Like, what if you just trusted that everything will eventually get done? Like, you know, yeah. like, really scary for people to think like oh what if there aren't rules I think right it, it's beautiful and cool that like that what if there aren't rules for you is freedom because for so many people that like like a blank canvas is too much freedom that scary yeah. like and yeah, so no I've cool. always been that opposite man I've always been that opposite growing up military and shit every four years we moved I, I looked forward to it maybe I won't get bullied this time maybe I won't get beat up at recess this place you know so I think part of it is growing up queer and in my own personal experience with, 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 with boundaries in general, I've always kind of felt that people put me away. You know, I feel like people collect me and put me away. And, uh, my husband to kind of up for a second, my husband um, was the first person in my life that just kind of opened the cage and let me come out whenever I'm ready and be myself and didn't seem to want anything from me. And he kind of gave me, he handed me a blank canvas and was like, I don't, I just want to watch you make shit like whatever you I just want to watch you live, you know, and, and that's the first person that did that. So it's, it's very unique. It's very circumstantial. And, and I feel that I, I get that a lot from my clientele too. And, and honestly, honey, like people aren't going to change their minds right away. People aren't going to have an epiphany right away. But if people like me and you can give them permission, I'm down. You know, I find that permission is the word that comes up the most often in my work. And I always yeah. like you've never needed my permission, but if you no. want it, you can if you want it, it, I'll give it to you. I'm yeah. happy to, like if if you need someone to say you're allowed to do it your way, I'm I'll happy do it. To be that person. Yeah. And that's what I think of my content. I, I think my content is like if if you want the unbiased, I don't know you well enough to give a fuck about you opinion. I got you. <laughs> if you. If you want a brutally honest thought, I can give that to you. I don't care. I made a rant early in my creation of this because a lot of the quote unquote witch talk community came to me about like the way I phrase things and my, my cussing and, and things like that. And they were like, you can't be a child of light and a spiritual worker and put things in that way. You're going to make somebody do something. And I'm like, that's on them. That's not my problem. This is how I do it. It works. I know it's effective. You need to toughen your fucking skin and quit taking it personally because it's not about you. It's about whoever it resonates with and all of that. So I posted this video that in a nutshell, it was, you want to know why I read tarot the way I read tarot? It's because I don't give enough fuck about your feelings to lie to you. I can't. As an empathic person, it's over-fucking-whelming for me on a daily basis to absorb everything that's going on around me. Pisces is the only water sign that doesn't have a fucking shell. I'm exposed all the time. So I have to have constant boundary, constant you know, protection for myself. And, and if that means that I flirt with selfishness 
I, I have to, because my truths need to be louder. It needs to be louder for me to tell you the truth than to tell you what, you know, whether or not your ex is fucking thinking about you. Cause that's not the right question, girl. You know? Also like, I, just in general, like when people are up in arms about what other people are doing on the internet, like, do we not realize that there's a bazillion things to watch at any given moment? Like you can change. Okay. Like, like look the fuck away. Like if you don't, right. me, I, you are so invited to go elsewhere, like yeah. go anywhere else. Like why? That's what I love. About it? <laughs> That's what I love about my lives because every Monday night live, we donate to a great cause. Um, yesterday we did uh, uh, the ASPCA. So uh, every Monday night we're donating to a good cause. And I love watching supposed alleged good Christians come on my shit and tell me that I'm going to hell, that I need a testosterone shot, um, all of these terrible things. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you're welcome to donate to a good cause and fuck off. You know, like we're over here doing lovely communicative things. I tell people this is an energy dump space. You can, you know, share. People are lifting each other up. They're helping each other grieve through shit. And you're like, you're going to hell. Like, all right, like donate to a good cause and go away. Like, you can't touch this energy, bro. Like, I'm so glad there's you so that. much other that shit. Was the, the next question I wanted to ask you was about dealing with haters. And I think, yeah. like, I mean, you have a huge platform, right? And I deal with so many people who are like the micro list of micro influencers, right? You have like, you have 300 followers and you're terrified of saying something because you don't want to upset people. And what I talk to people about all the time is like, there's inner work, emotional work and boundary work that you're going to have to do in order for your business to get to the size you want it to get to, because being more visible means you're not just more visible to the people who love you. You're more visible to everyone. And it's the part internet. of it. So like there, like, I know there was a time in my life and I'm still always dealing with this, right? Like there was a time in my life where I would not have wanted anything that I put out to get a lot of attention because I know emotionally, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. If I woke up, opened my social media and had a hundred negative comments, it would have crushed me. It would have ruined my day. I wouldn't have been able emotionally to deal with it. Sometimes like recently I've been looking at, like sometimes I read the comments on Facebook ads because it's the worst of the worst. Like people just troll Facebook ads. Yeah. They're so yeah. mean. And it's like, first of all, you don't understand the algorithm because by commenting on this ad, now you're going to see more ads like this and you're dumb. But like, I have to read it sometimes and think about, gosh, like if I were to wake up and open my social media and I, today I had 150 people just being like, you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid. This is a dumb ad. This picture's terrible. Like nothing of value. Would I be okay? Could I go about my day? And so many of us, the answer is no. And we haven't, yeah. we're like not ready to look at the fact that like, that's why we're blocking our blessings is because like, we are not prepared to like, take on hate from strangers yeah like, we're afraid to rise with, above and, and grab it in front of people big as yours like i'm sure yeah. you get a lot of like just dumbass ridiculous comments like how do you deal with the dumbness it's hard it's still a, a work in progress that was my last bout of therapy for a few months um was me removing the power of that and and not taking it personally um it's, it's, God, it's, it's so difficult for me personally. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can identify since I'm putting out something that I care so deeply about any negative thing about it, I'm going to take personally, there's 99,000, 1.5 million followers, but I'm focused on that one user's comment. 
makes no sense, honestly. But to me, it's 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 a dangerous road, but I've kind of mastered the process of taking it personally to a point where I no longer take it personally. And I realize that it's kind of embarrassing that I took it personally and I removed the power of it. But we have to like be mindful and like notice the reaction, which is really difficult, I think, in the moment. But I have developed, listen, I have de- I've put moderators. I have filtered comments for all of my shit. Um, no one's able to go into my chat and type MAGA. It's filtered. You're not allowed to do that. Um, it's, it's a safe space. And, and I do that ahead of time. Um, some of the other comments um, are the negative ones are um, people that are running with stories that I've heard. I guess about me that get twisted or or whatever that I don't pay people that work with me or whatever people that have an obvious personal grievance against me and they're making up things and they're putting it in the comments too and they say it in the comments that they're gonna bring me down and and all of that and I've noticed that they don't do it to my husband they don't do it to anybody else that knows me they only do it to my platform because it's a large platform and that's how they're spending their day is doing that. So I don't know. It's it's never goes away. I think the biggest bane of my existence lately is every, I'm not kidding, every single day of my life, my Instagram has 25 to 50 messages every morning letting me know about scam accounts, impersonating me. Um, that's a big disheartening thing because people believe that's my character. I've had people join lives um, calling me a scammer, saying that I stole money from them during my lives. And I can't stop the live and go, hey, 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 um, that's not true. That's a scam account. When I have literally like a thousand people that watch me religiously every Monday and they know that. So I let them handle it. I let the people in the comments defend me, the people that love me, the people that support me, they jump to my aid. I don't need to worry about it. And honestly, the biggest thing I've still to this day, wrapping my head around, and this is in regard to family, friends, not just your business, not just online, but my truth has to be louder. It has to be for me to be able to understand its value for me. And these people will villainize you no matter what the fuck you say or do. Someone will find something wrong with what you're saying because it doesn't identify with their truth specifically. So no matter what I put out, if I say, hey, the lovers, not specifically about romance, mostly about choices, but blah, 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 blah. The comments are like, well, I'm single, so this is not for me. And I'm like, did you fucking listen to the rest of the shit I said? It doesn't matter. People are gonna pick something to say. They're gonna point at it. They're gonna pick at it. That's what they're gonna focus on. So it doesn't matter. Someone's going to villainize it. Someone's going to take it the wrong way. Someone's going to misunderstand. So you might as well just say it in a way that is honest for you. You know, I never worry about what comes out of my mouth because I don't lie. If liars have to think about shit. Yeah. This is a quote heavy episode, but I'm going to drop two. Dita Von Teese, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. And there's still going to be someone out there who doesn't like peaches. Okay. And Dr. Seuss, say what you want and do what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Those who matter don't mind. Absolutely. Dr. Seuss figured out he was problematic too. Everybody was. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But But there are some good gems in there. (laughs) Yeah. 
so important to recognize, like, no matter what you say, there are going to be people whose goal is to say something negative. And just to know that, like, that's, it's not about us when, and the people, like you were saying, the people who are like, oh, I'm making it my mission to take you down. There are people out there, just like people who create scam accounts, which we can tap, tap on for a second, but like, there are people out there who really create nothing of their own and their strategy for getting famous, for getting followers, for getting attention is to try to single out people with a large platform and stir yeah. up drama in their comments to pull people over to their page to see what they're talking about because yep. they don't have anything original. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. It's And that's, unfortunately, that's their quote unquote job to them. They get up in the morning and they look at my shit and they make a new account, see if they're blocked, see if they're not. They troll my followers. That's what they do for eight hours. Yeah. That's what they and do. And a scam account in the spiritual world, for anybody who doesn't know what this is, there is a really big phenomenon right now of mm -hmm. people creating copycat accounts and they'll, t they'll, they'll make their account like official Madam Adam with an extra A. So it right. looks really, really close and they will it's really subtle. download and steal people's posts, their photos, photos of their children. Like, oh yes. And they'll, they'll replicate your account on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. They'll replicate your account. And then they'll go follow all your followers. And like people will be like, oh my gosh, Madam Adam followed me. And they'll yeah. follow back. And then they'll immediately get a DM that's like some bullshit, like my ancestors and spirit guides. Grand rising, beloved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always some really heavy handed fake spiritual language that's like, uh, my, do you want a reading? And they're soliciting you for readings. And every spiritual practitioner online will tell you no one with a real spiritual business is hitting you up and asking you for no, reading. No, girl. DMs. Like Adam has... 1.6 million followers. They are not in your DMs offering you a reading. They do not need to do that. All the spiritual practitioners I know are like, I have a booking site. Like, I have a website. Have to, yeah, you have to pay to book me. I don't solicit anyone. So Does your doctor call you and tell you you're sick? Yeah. So no, you go to the doctor. <laughs> out there, if you're new to the spiritual like online community and you don't know, because that's what they're hoping for. They're really hoping to yeah. get or brand new to the spiritual community online. Like yes. just know that there are no practitioners out there who are DMing you and really double check. Also, please know you don't need to DM your spiritual practitioner of choice and tell them that a scam account contacted you because they know just block the scammer account, just report it and block it and like wish that person well. But like, like Adam said, like waking up to 30 messages a day saying somebody's impersonating you is so stressful. And I know so many people going through that and like, if they know. They know that it's happening. Like it actively created imposter syndrome, like yeah. actual imposter syndrome. I started to feel like that's not me. Like I'm not Madam Adam. Those people are Madam Adam. I'm not Madam Adam. Should I stop doing this? Maybe they'll stop scamming people if I stop posting videos. All of these things running through my head while I'm getting these messages from people. And they're like, oh, well, I just wanted to let you know. And I'm like, okay, let me throw that to the pile of shit I can't control. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? By the way, you should get verified because they're just giving Thanks. it out. Yeah. You know, thank you. I'll, I'll work on that. Like, and I know you mean well. I know that you support me and you love me and, and all of that. But it's, and, and, and my biggest thing too is like, I can't report it because you're not verified. Report it as a fucking fraud. Report it yeah. as spam reported as anything reported as nudity for all I care reported yeah. as porn. I don't know, but like reported as something.
What you, you know. do is, um, just in case you're wondering, folks, you just say they're impersonating. And when they say, who are they impersonating? Just say someone, someone you know. know. Yeah. Someone you know. Impersonating someone I know. And that at least gets it flagged. And yeah, like yeah. Instagram was not anticipating this. Like scammers are smart. People are out here scamming. Times are hard. We're coming into a recession. Yeah. Like scammers going to scam. There's nothing we can do about that. Literally. And like be and be aware. So just if you're listening, A, everyone who has a spiritual account fucking knows that they're scammers. You don't have to tell yes. them. And no, like don't and just, give anyone money and report Nobody them. DMs you for readings ever. Anybody DMing you for a reading, if you have a, if you have a girlfriend that's, trying to be the new Sabrina, the teenage witch. And she's letting people know in the DMS that she's doing it. Tell her to fucking stop because that scammer behavior and the right people will come to her. If she just puts it out there that she's doing it, but like no one solicits that's like, it's just a ground. It's not a rule. It's not bad juju. It's just bad form. It's just bad culture. It's just not how we do things. Yeah. So I know we've been talking for a while and I want to keep you forever and ever. I want to wrap this up, but I think like, let's just wrap this with, if you wanted yeah. to give like a piece of advice to someone who wants to start their own thing, whether it's on TikTok, on Instagram, if they want to start their own business, if they want to share something, what, what would you want to share with them? What would you want to say to them? I would just make sure that it's fun for you, you know? And, and I know that that's difficult, but, but it's, it's still fun for me. I still love tarot. I still love doing this. I still love that in, you know, when I get invited to these privileged fucking influencer meetups that I'm the only tarot reader. Like they're all like Disney influencers and this and that. And they have this, you know, long form or whatever, but like, there's only one you, you know, and only you put out what you put out. So make sure you're willing to, to do it over and over if it goes viral. Um, but just be true, be authentic, be you. And, and, that's what people are going to gravitate towards. I have literally built a business around being myself. I love it. I just had an idea about a game that we could play really quick before we go. Okay. Tell me if you like this idea. I was like, what deck do I have near me? I have the deck I started on when I was 13 years old right next to me. I feel like we should do a three card reading for them about boundaries. I'm going to pull them and hold them up to the camera and you're going to read them. I'm not going to look. Oh my God. I love it. Okay, go. Okay, so I'm so okay. About boundaries. Yes. About boundaries. Right. About boundaries. Talking, yes. Talking a lot about these boundaries, about our yes. energy, about drawing a line around what's important to you and protecting yes. it. And like I say, are. in all of my in all of my reads, I like to give you practical things to do. So make a list of everything that you think you claim responsibility over and try to narrow it down to five things that you want to fuck with for a day, a week, you know, a season, whatever. Try to narrow down your truths. I used to write them on my fingers, whatever it takes, set alarms to be mindful throughout your day. You have to be active in your passivity. We have to quit reacting. We have to retrain our brain to be aware of this shit. And that will help with this boundary shit, you know? All right. I just shuffled three cards, jumped out of the deck. They're all face Fabulous. down. I don't know what they are. Here we go. Card number one, reading about boundaries for the collective. Perfection. That looks like a and page of page of wands. Page of Wands energy. We need a fresh perspective of our spiritual self. You need to make a contract with spirit of some kind. I buy myself crystals like this watermelon quartz. And I'm like, as of buying this, I vow to hold up my end of the bargain of my manifestation. You need a new talisman. We need a new symbol of a fresh start, a fresh perspective. Card number two. 
We have the hanged man. Absolutely. Things are changing around you. You have to change too. The way things have been going can't be the way. That's insanity. It doesn't work anymore. It's not working. You got to change it up. Six of swords. Six of swords energy. Take a fucking walk. Get outside. Travel a little bit. Journey. That's one of the travel cards. It's about the journey itself also, but it might be a travel bit. And like, maybe you need to get out. Maybe you're, maybe it's not where you are. Part of the, part of the stuff that inspired me to read at like comic cons and conventions and to really do this wholeheartedly was watching people live their passionate and successful truths. And I was like, why the fuck can I do that? Like, they're doing it. Why can't I? So get out of your space. Get inspired by the things around you. Touch some fucking grass. Get grateful. Don't take life too seriously. Nobody makes it out alive. Jesus. There you have it. I can't think of a better <laughs> way to end this episode. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Here. What do you have to plug right now? What do you want people? Where do you want to be found on the internet? How would you like people to get in touch with you? What's going on in your world? Uh, well, uh, my husband and I are doing a bunch of giveaways on our fan page, which is uh, at the only Madam Madam fan page on Instagram. And of course, there's scam accounts of that as well. But we're doing a bunch of giveaways for the month of October that include free readings with me, tarot decks that I have duplicates of that I use, crystals and shit, t-shirts. It's a really awesome value. Um, uh, official Madam Adam on TikTok, official Madam Adam on Instagram, Twitter, the Madam Adam. I have a couple of events here in the Orlando area. I'll be at Gay Pride on the 15th with uh, at a crystal booth and everything and here at Spooky Empire in Orlando as well, which is a horror convention. I like to uh, read tarot there as well. So check out my website, madamadam.com to see all the happenings and to book private sessions with me. Check out my cameo and all of my stuff. Yay. Thank you so much. We'll put all of those links in the show notes as well. Thank you, lovey. also, because we talked so much about boundaries, I'll um, bring back the Art of Saying Yes lesson. I'll put that mini course up and you can grab the Art of yeah. Saying Yes in the show notes if you want some help with learning how to start drawing a circle around you and the things that are important to you and starting to say no to everything that isn't that. I'm happy to help you with that always. Thank you for Love being it. friends. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at Intuitive Edge Coaching or join my Facebook group, Unstuck Group, to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.